Hi, and welcome back to this episode of The Witch's Hour. Today we are joined with two very special guests, Vi and Mags. We will be discussing demons, demonology, and demonic witchcraft, along with a few other topics in the demonic sphere of witchcraft. We address some things on TikTok, and we also talk about a few witchy hot takes. So if that seems like something you are interested in, keep listening. I would like to warn you that there is about to be a spike in volume, so if you do not wish to be deafened, please lower your volume by two to three bars. Hi, my name is Taryn. I'm an eclectic occultist and theistic Lucifer and demonolater. Today on my podcast, we have we are joined with two of the most influential people on Witch Talk today, oh. Mags and Vi. Oh nice that's way too nice it's really not it's it's only nice if you know it's fake which it's not fake it's truth mm-hmm. so you know that's still too nice <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm gonna start how about how i got started in the craft so okay. when i was 13 14 ish I picked up a book. It was one of Sky Alexander's books. I think it was her Modern Guide to Witchcraft. And it intrigued me extremely. Like, it was so interesting to know that the things that I grew up watching and, you know, being told to stay away from is actually something that I could do. So afterwards, I did some more digging into books and I discovered Harmony Nice's uh, Wicca. So that led me to her YouTube channel. And then I discovered that Wicca was not the only path. (laughs) Wicca was not the only path, which honestly excited me. So I had been watching The Witch of Wonderlust and Stargirl the Practical Witch. And eventually I found TikTok, which is where I followed both of you and some other TikTokers that I wish I hadn't followed, but you know, that's a story for another day. Um, Which is where I discovered the left hand path, which is where I'm at now. Thank goodness. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Summarized, I guess. How did you guys get started? uh who who wants to go next me or you you can go next no worries my my story's kind of funky because it's all over the place so first off in case y'all don't know as in like audience i am a demon altress and i also work with dragons so fun fact my favorite movie of all time is aragon so i was i was obsessed with dragons from the start I watched that cartoon Dragon Tales. I anything that had like dragons in it, I was obsessed with it. I even had technology books, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I have always been into witchcraft. Like I remember, I was, I was like ten years old, and I read something about like a wishing spell, and I really wanted a horse because I was a horse girl, and I went downstairs. <laughs> grabbed this tall white tapered candle with like a piece of paper and like a bowl of water and my parents were like what are you doing I'm like I'm doing a wishing spell so I can get a horse and (laughs) (laughs) I have a horse now 
<laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> and so then when i was 13 so same age as you that's when i actually first met lord leviathan but he didn't tell me that he was lord leviathan i called him ash and but he told me he was a demon i was like yeah okay whatever i don't okay <laughs> um, <laughs> all right i have a little demon friend and i would secretly read like these wiccan candle spell books on like my kindle fire every single night for like two years and then i completely forgot about it and moved on and then um and then literally right during quarantine i was like you know what i'm actually gonna do it now so that's when i started doing the legit like research and all that stuff and the first ever video i posted on tiktok was that one video game trend where it's like you came across a witch she's offering this do you say yes or no and it went pretty dang viral and i was like oh okay so i should i remember that (laughs) and i actually tried really hard to stay away from demon altry though because that was the one rule that my parents had and i slaughtered it Didn't we all, though? I, well, because then Lord Leviathan really came out and he, like, because he legit showed up and I was like, oh, God, what am I going to do? And I talked to um, a, a person who was close to me at the time and I was like, what do I do? And he's like, I don't know, it's your choice. <laughs> he doesn't believe in any of that stuff. So I'm, he was like, no help. Um, but I was like, okay, I'll do this, but like secretly. It's not secret anymore, obviously. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, so... And then all of this happened. So I've actually only been practicing fully for like two years. And I've gone so far, which is pretty dang cool. Yeah, you have. What about you, Vi? (laughs) Hi, okay. So I am Viper. This is actually Latin for Viper. It's pretty cringy not gonna lie um so the beginning of my practice let's start from the early age of like seven we all start so early right so i was in school and i was learning how to read and in our library i had found this book and it was this little girl who practiced witchcraft and created her own language um through letters so kind of like runes and Olympian letters hebrew abcs basically so i thought that that was really cool so i started researching um witchcraft and i started making up my own alphabet to, to talk to my friends with in class i had my own little sticky notes and everything and i would write them like these I would consider them sigils now because that's technically how you make it a sigil is how I made my letters. So um, I would write them these little things and I would say, ooh, like I'm a witch. Like that's what I do. (laughs) And everyone was just like, okay, they're really weird. Um, (laughs) So from then on, people bully me because of that, you know, that I would uh, make my own letters and do whatever. And whenever I was getting bullied, I looked up on this really sketchy website. <laughs> I looked up on this really sketchy website on my little phone 
and um while my mom was like jamming out in her office i was like secretly looking up spells to hack someone out of existence oh, oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> i wish i was lying you were basically trying to do a death curse yes at the age of seven <laughs> 1 11 p.m too oh my god oh, oh my gosh god. i love that <laughs> So, you know that that TikTok audio where it's just like teenagers usually start with the married iguanas, and then yeah. they try the H word to see if it has a kick. It does. Well, that was me. Um, <laughs> I tried unaliving people. I tried making people like me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> And so then my mom found out. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I I literally was about to do a whole ass blood ritual. Um gosh. <laughs> at the age of seven. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um after that, I started researching um, on my free time in high school, um, different things, and I quickly got out of it, out of the fear of, I guess, that trauma of people judging me if they found out, and I just kind of put it aside until after high school, and I started getting into it again, and um, I joined, like, a little Facebook group. Uh, it says, like, the Witches of Texas, because I live in Texas, and yeah. um, from then on, like, they would just post their little tips and, like, the herb of the day, and from then on, it it started more research, and then that's whenever I actually started getting into everything. Um, so I started with tarot first. And now I have like over 50 decks from my one deck like over a year ago. And um, from then on, I have been practicing since then. And the one rule, kind of like Mags with my mom was like, yeah, you can do this. But like, love and light. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that. The one rule we're given, we just don't follow it. Exactly, exactly. And my mom's completely fine with it now because she, well, okay, I was going to say, I won't like alive any, but then, no, mm. <laughs> for legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's my story. <laughs> oh my gosh, my, compared to sorry. Mine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I was joking. <laughs> That was like a true story. I I really went to this really sketchy website. Do you know what the website is? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> it was like, hold on, I'm 24, so seven, 14 years ago. Oh, Jesus. I used to go on this so, really sketchy like Make a Wish site. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dude, I remember wait, those. Wait, what was what was the one that you had? Because what if we found the same site? Oh. Well, shit. It was okay. So, this was like, did you like make the wish and then you had to write on a piece of paper, um, like the number eight? No. 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 Man, it was such a specific, like, quote, ritual thing that you had to do. And it never worked. (laughs) (laughs) It never. So, do y'all want to know what I had to do or what I was planning on doing? Because I remember it down to a T. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Do I want to know? I want to know. 
So basically, I had to get a lock of their hair, and how are you going to do that? Their... <laughs> how are you going to do that? I had my ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I also needed their spit. So oh, I was yeah. trying to that. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> to drink with them and I kept it and I put it in my bag and <laughs> for the hair they had turned around and I snipped a little bit off <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And with, the, with the sharing the drink then your saliva was there too so you were also in a way kind of cursing yourself <laughs> <laughs> so I also, I remember because, like, I had to get these things done, and it was a black candle along with string with their stuff, and you would tie it together, and I don't remember the other ingredients, but I remember you had to do it during sundown, because the sun going down had represented not only their downfall, but the erase er erasing of their existence, and once it turned nighttime... That was like it. They were gone forever. Oh my! God. I was so ready. <laughs> so ready. I think we can establish none of us were smart people. Absolutely. No, <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I definitely had more morals than Vi here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, now you can see why Andras is my patron. <laughs> oh, I can now. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, gosh. So that was a little fun story for y'all. Um, I don't think I've ever told anybody that. So, you well, know. You just announced to however many people will be watching this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. That was very entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, my story was not that entertaining. But what I can say is people were scared of me um, before I actually started working with demons because they thought I was working with demons. So, you know, it's it's similar, kind of. I don't, I don't have any of those stories. I was just kind of like there right right time right place yeah probably i mean i was known as like the girl that was like really into nature i was very grounded as people would say very, See, very all... deep and sentimental in a cringy way yeah <laughs> We all are polar opposites. Jesus Christ. I literally went to school with white contacts and red contacts every single day for almost my entire high school to scare people on purpose. I mean, I, I went through a goth phase in middle school. Oh, I remember those pictures. Yeah, I showed you. I showed five pictures and I had like purple, like deep purple hair, black underliner, just like so I just looked like I had a black eye and I had <laughs> I always had my hair covering half of my face I was always looking down I always wore only black and I even had this like weird 
almost cape-like <laughs> coat. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, now that... we're reflecting I, on this stuff. I even did the little oh, sleeve tug thing that everyone did. I love, yes. <laughs> this is unlocking some memories for me. Like, the one time that I had convinced my friends that I was a vampire and, like, I needed their blood. Uh, we all went through that phase. Yeah. No, like, literally, they cut themselves. Well, okay, not, like, literally, SH. Not SH. Like, they were just like, if you need blood, here you go. And, like, they would, like, <laughs> be, like, vials of their fucking, like, blood. And I was just like, oop. Your life is so dark. (laughs) (laughs) We have talked for how long, and I have never known about this. (laughs) I apologize. I feel so love and light compared to you. (laughs) I agree. I am. Like, honestly, <laughs> you guys, I'm probably more love and light. <laughs> Max is a love and light friend. <laughs> I am the love and light friend. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh gosh. Except for that one night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> What's shapewear? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, shapes you, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> We have this inside joke. I was looking at stuff and I was like, what's shapewear? And I looked at it and I went, oh, it it shapes you, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have an interesting topic if you guys want to roll with it. Yeah. But then again, you are the host. So it's completely up to you. But you know how that witch talk trend was just like, what is the one mess up thing? Or like, people don't talk about their mess ups. Like, do y'all have any mess ups that you did in your practice? So many. Oh, so many. Can I be honest? I actually don't. I don't really have many because I always tried so hard to play things safe. Understandable. I mean, well, I envy you for that. Yep. I'm, I'm an insecure little bitch, and I don't like doing things wrong. So uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Ooh, but it's okay. Edward's first spell. Oh, I just oh, said no, mine. <laughs> and it worked. The next day, it was great. I got four well, mine was the, you know, trying to get rid of somebody's existence. Obviously, it didn't work, but, you know. <laughs> My very first spell was when I started with Wicca, but, you know, that phase where you call yourself a witch before you actually do any research, just for the sake of calling yourself a witch? Yeah. Yeah. I was in that phase, and I found a spell off of Pinterest. Yes. Um, oh gosh. I did a spell from Pinterest once. Pinterest. I mean, actually, wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, I'm totally interrupting. The money spell I did that was from Pinterest. And no, it I think Pinterest. Most of Pinterest stuff is questionable, but there is that once in a blue moon 
post that you see that is actually worth taking note? Well, that was a great blue moon that I had. <laughs> yeah, um, my spell was a return to sender of sorts. Um, it was a spell to return the hurt that a person gave you. It didn't work, but you know, it was my very first spell, so it's fine. X. I just wanted some money. <laughs> I, I woke up and chose revenge. No kidding. At the age of seven. <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey, we have some bad blood, okay? We have some bad blood with people. It made me so much I am today. I. <laughs> out there who hate my guts okay but you know <laughs> we support you <laughs> oh my gosh but also like i support you you know like even if what's what's come with her shit again oh don't don't put that in here but yeah that's yeah, that, no, but that. this is like a side note. I will erase it if you want me to. Okay. But yeah, like, want, you know, I don't want things to like escalate. You can like bleep out the name or something. But that was, that was so wrong on so many levels, and it's still up to this day. And I have no idea who they are. Really, I'm mad. I went, I went to look at their page, and they're the kind of person that I want to say preaches love and light, but is one of the most toxic people that you can find. Uh-huh. Yeah. I oh, know. I hate those people. Well, they completely straight up made lies about me. Like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. And I don't know their I don't even know their name. I don't even know their pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are. Not me thinking of the craft where it's just like you are nothing. You don't exist to me. <laughs> Probably. Maybe I got it from Nancy. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Nancy is like one of my spirit animals. Like, she, I, I base my appearance around Nancy. Well, not spirit animal, because that's. Yeah, no, I know, but I, it's it's part of a TikTok that I saw once. Yeah, I know uh, spirit animals are part of a indigenous practice. So. Okay, I just silent about that. I was like, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know. I thought about it when I said it. I'm like, oh shit! I should probably clarify Wait, that. Like, I, I heard know. It as I said it. <laughs> yes. I thought um, that. I thought that spirit animal. I mean, uh, it was totem animals, not not spirit animals. It's it's spirit animals. Uh, I wish I could explain it better, but since you know I'm not, you know, indigenous. If I word it, I'm probably gonna like mess up some words. Yeah. But same. It's like. I'm pretty sure there is a difference between spirit animal and totem animal, unless it is similar. I, I would have to look that up or ask someone. Well, from my research, yeah, I mean, a totem a animal. Animals. That's why I was just like, hmm. yeah. But I also am indigenous, so or part indigenous, You're so indigenous? I mean, technically, yes. Can you not see my nose? Okay, look at my nose. (laughs) No, like, trust me. I'll I'll have to show you a picture. Remember? (laughs) 
I'll have to, I'll have to, yeah, I have uh, Navajo uh, bloodline um, in half of my bloodline, which is actually where I got most of my gifts from. Um, and the other half, I'm still trying to, fi- I'm trying to get like an ancestry or something to like see what percentages I am or whatever. Um Mm-hmm. But that's part of my practice because somebody tried coming for me and saying, "Oh, Palo Santo's closed," and I'm like, "Okay, like I literally can use that, and I can use white sage. I choose not to use white sage because still, like, I'm still respectful, you know. Like, I'm not fully like into indigenous practice, like committed. Yeah, but because it's part of my culture, like, I still respect it. I just don't want to touch it." You know, I don't want to piss off anybody. So um, you're half indigenous? Yeah. Huh. How crazy. I didn't know that. I think the other side is, like, either French, because our last name is Fallagain. Bonjour, spirit animal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was really bad. I shouldn't be. <laughs> Cancel that was Max really funny. 20. I mean, <laughs> oh, all right. What other topics is there gonna be? I'm ready. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so I got a few questions from the people on TikTok, and oh. one of the first questions that I got was, How would you get started as a beginner? into working with or honoring demons as part of your daily practice? Well, first off, learnreligions.com is a godsend. I learned, like, everything on there. Yeah. So, there. Demonsanddemonaltry.com, of course. Black Witch Amazing. Coven, uh, Temple of Ascending Flame. I mean, like... Wait, are we talking book racks? I thought this was tips. Well, Tips, tips on, like, is to get started. Like, Ah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so. Yeah. That's what I suggest. Okay, so we have some research in there. I mean, a lot of research. Yeah. Well, and Demons and Demon Altry um, have uh, demons and, like, what they are like, offerings, um, elements they represent, how you can, like, so work with them. Yeah. You also want to make sure that they're not dangerous, like Leasa or Andros, because uh, you don't want to, you know, accidentally open a can of worms that you're not going to be able to uh, close. Mm -hmm. Um, My advice as well is always have protection magic first. Like, just know the basics of not only that, but banishing, because in my experience, Damon's the lesser demons, I should say, love impersonating higher. Yes. Um, you know, in charge. So, if you don't know the energies or how to vet, vetting is also very important. Um, and aspects, researching different aspects. But anyway, getting off topic. <laughs> um, I would definitely know how to banish things first because if you do an invocation and the beacon for the invocation, you know, gets some type of imposter, you're going to want to know how to get rid of that to make sure that it's not possibly going to suck your life energy. No, I have a good what not to do. 
don't try contacting Japanese or demons. Like, yes. do that. Like, yeah. Let's get started about that nine-tailed fox lady. I don't... <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about that. Like, what do you guys think? Oh, gosh. The Killing Stone. Well, what, what exactly is she about? Like, what does she do? You know? Like, I know that she was, like, wasn't she like power hungry or something and wanted to like kill a man i think yeah as like in japanese folklore foxes are extremely tricky spirits they're tricksters Mm -hmm. and you know with her being like a kitsune that makes it because they are like actual entities and not just you know spirit animals that makes her worse and she was Um, and she tried to kill someone. So I think the monks at the time trapped her in the stone to... And when the stone broke loose, so did hell. Oh, so, so. so we have more than just the one. No, I mean, like, all hell broke loose. Oh, okay. I was like, hold yeah. on. Yeah, no, n- like, not more than does like is there a reason behind any of it like i don't because like if there's a reason like if some guy like killed her sister i mean (laughs) yeah no i don't i'm not exactly sure um i do want to do more research into that because i find it interesting just because you know like teen wolf and the kitsune in there you know um but I'm not sure. I, I'll have to do some more research into that. Definitely. Are there any more questions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yes. don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, any more questions? Yeah, so what are some good demons for protection? Oh, one second. Mag's pulling out her grimoire. <laughs> okay. What type of protection exactly? It was very vague. So, I mean, if you guys have some um, different protections and demons for them. But, you know, I think. Protection from what? Like, you know, psychic? Yeah, exactly. I think let's. Um, <laughs> What are some good demons that you would recommend for, like, general protection? Just someone that, you know, would not act as a bodyguard, but would protect you if that's needed. And then some, like, psychic protection. Honestly, so uh, Basago, he's pretty cool. You guys know about him? I know of him. Well, I wouldn't recommend it for, like, beginners, though. Not Visago. Yeah. Doesn't his wait? Isn't his uh card representation the tower? <laughs> oh yes. my gosh! Yes, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would say first off, you okay? So, evocation. If you were to evoke a entity, 
to do some bidding for you for protection, then I would say that, yes, you would have a quote-unquote guard dog. But if you were actually to go up to a demon and just be like, you're my guard dog now, protect me, you would get your ass handed to you. So in regards to... In regards to having a petition to work with a protection spell or a ward, that would be more so like, how would I say it? Better than being like, yeah, no, you're going to protect me all the time and you're going to protect my psychic abilities. Like, I don't think, you know, I would think that's disrespectful, I guess, because I just have a lot of respect for the demons in general, but, you know. Yeah. Do you think um, uh, I'm looking at uh Aslan right now weaves the threads of things to come. I don't know, it sounds kind of protective. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a ward, yeah. Yeah, or we can pull out uh some demons of hate and vengeance. Ooh, how about Ooh. this battle? <laughs> not Let's the, see what yeah. they have to say. Let's do demon Ritual like cursing, not... wisdom and power, Jesus. <laughs> I would wow. say Lucifer. You know? Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. Oh, okay. Hold on. So, this daemon, I have no idea how you pronounce it. it he is a daemon of vengeance, but it says right here uh, protection. Please don't say Glyasa Lobalis. No. Uh, Svengali? Okay. <laughs> it's like Svengali. Svengali. Oh, I've heard, of, I've heard about them. Um, it sounds, I, I don't want to say Hindu, but it does kind of sound like someone from the Dukant's hierarchy. Uh, I actually think, I think they are, uh, I don't know. I could pull out my Dictionary of Daemons. I love looking through Dictionary of Daemons. Oh, Balbareth, Protection of the Dead. Okay, okay, we can work with that. Um. Yeah. And, and you so know, much. we cannot, we can't forget Queen Lilith, protection from, like, sexual assault. Exactly. Oh, Lord Leviathan. That's what I was going to say. Like... And protector of children. Yeah. Yeah. Lord Leviathan, protector of, you know, emotions and all that stuff. So, here with this, so I would say, we have to... Um, I was going to say, for protection as well... Asmodeus, because he also, in one of his aspects of wrath, is for vengeance. So if you were to do some type of spicy protection and you invoke him, um, I would think that he would be able to be good for that type of practice. Because if somebody tries coming for you, like, and he's protecting that one spell or work with you with that one spell, you would have a really spicy snapback on it. Yeah. So I guess it's it's important for us to say here that with every demon, they do have protective qualities for the things that they rule over. So I guess if you're looking for a demon who protects a specific something, you know, look for, you know, the thing you're trying um, to be protected from in like uh, the Goetia or um, go online and look for them. But look for specifics and not just general protection, I guess. I have my Dictionary of Daemons out now. <laughs> the Dictionary of Daemons is such an underrated book. Oh my, oh my god, it's 
amazing. I've I've read this for so long and I'm not even that far in it. You actually go through the book reading every single one? Yeah. You I use the book for reference. Are you kidding me? I've read every single one so far. I'm still I'm only in page 93 in B. Okay, but that book is huge. <laughs> Your point? Yeah. I'm reading no, the so what I'm of spirits right now. What I want to say is that oh, I use the book for reference. Like if I'm looking for a specific demon like for information about them, I will use the book. But I won't go through the book and read every single one because I know there's a very slim chance that I will have to know every single one. Dude, you know how many full-on encyclopedias I have fully read through? I read through the entire encyclopedia of uh, demonology and witchcraft. So, like, all the possessions and priests and that were, like, accused of wrong exorcisms and stuff like that, like... Yeah, I don't have the patience for that. I use the book for the books for reference. It's but I mean, I will It's interesting. It is very interesting. I'm not going to I'm not going to argue with you. It is very interesting. Exactly. Um so okay. Let's do you guys want to move on to like TikTok stuff sure. or like addressing some of the drama yeah. or hot takes on TikTok? Sure, I'm sure that's what everyone will want to hear. Uh, oh yeah so what are what are some of your guys's hot takes that you think um shouldn't be a hot take but is uh people need to stop taking everything so seriously like skits oh my gosh yes uh you don't have to trim your candle wicks and you can blow out your candle I no agree with how close you are with lady, you do not have the right to cuss them out. Oh yes. I think okay. So one of the things that really, really makes me mad is when people say that you know especially the thing with Lilith being a closed practice. Maybe maybe some people just need to do more into some of her aspects. That's why that one person doesn't like me. That's why they made that audio. Because I Be- work with Lilith. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Is like oh okay, my gosh. Lie. Okay, so yeah, I mean I guess there there could be parts of Lady Lilith that are closed like uh, some of the aspects of her that are, um, you know, used in Jewish Kabbalah, that's not accessible to everyone. It's an initiatory practice. Like, I'm not saying that, like, there isn't any part of her that isn't closed because we say so. I'm saying she's not closed because she said so. She would not come to us or come to other people also, I don't work with the Jewish aspect of Lilith. I, that would scare me. Why would I want to do that to myself? <laughs> also, yes. I jump in real quick. Um, the whole Lilith thing. Um, Jewish or, you know, um, Judaism, mm-hmm. I think it's called. Yeah. Um, they're monotheistic. So how the heck can their other gods 
be closed if they just are supposed to believe in one. Okay, so... Because, you know, I'm not in that religion, so I don't want to, like, speak on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, from the research that I've done, um, and, you know, some of the Jewish mystics that I have spoken with, so... In Jewish mysticism specifically, there is, you know, I'm sure you guys know about, like, Kabbalah. Um, now, it, Jewish uh, Kabbalah, Kabbalah, there's there's three versions of them. There is Hermetic, Jewish, and Christian. All pronounced differently. Yeah, I was shocked. Uh, so, uh, Jewish Kabbalah is only accessible to someone who has, um, I think it's, someone who's over the age of 45 and who has been taught in um, Kabbalah. It's a whole, just, you know, what I've read about. So if there is someone listening who knows more than this or who knows more than I do, please correct me if I'm wrong. I would appreciate that. I just found a page on it. Borrowed Jewish mysticism in page 201. That's what I'm looking at right now. Would you go ahead and read it for us, please? Sure, but I'm probably going to pronounce things wrong. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Okay. And so for those who are watching, this is in the Dictionary of Demons, page 201. I don't know if it's correct. You know, I take a lot of stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah. The great deal of the Grimoire tradition from the Middle Ages and Renaissance was influenced by the magical traditions of Jews. Demons and angels both play a significant role in Jewish system known as the Kabbalah. Kabbalah. There we go. And while the Kabbalah <laughs> is part of a mystical system, many of its concepts were also believed to have more, a more direct application in magical workings. Much of Kabbalistic magic revolves around something called the Tree of Life. This is a kind of mystic ladder that represents a map of reality. It has 10 steps or points known as the, I have no idea how you say that, Sephiroth? Okay, cool. I said it right. Each of these steps along the ladder is seen as a different animation of divinity into the mortal realm. In Kabbalistic magic, a trained individual seeks to ascend the ladder of the tree of life through rigorous practices that involve fasting, meditation, and ceremony. Encounters with demons and angels are an integral part of this mystical journey with the vision of the throne of... Oh, throne of God. Okay, sorry. Small writing. <laughs> it's Being okay. the ultimate goal. Sacred names of divinity written in Hebrew play a role in the process, as do the Hebrew names of angels and demons encountered along the way. Christian seekers in medieval Europe had a limited understanding of the Kabbalistic system, but they knew enough to attribute to it great power. Subsequently, the grimoires of Europe, many penned by Christian practitioners of magic, borrowed heavily from this system, adopting Hebrew names of God, as well as concepts like the significance of letters, words, and numbers. The most influential text is the Sefer Yetzirah. Yeah, Sefer Yetzirah. Yes, that. (laughs) (laughs) Penned in the early centuries of the Common Era, this Hebrew uh, treatise lays the foundation for the Kabbalah. Kabbalah? Many of the names and concepts taken from Jewish mysticism are badly garbled once they make it into the grimoires. 
and yet these essentially Jewish elements can be found throughout the Christian magic of medieval and Renaissance Europe. It is important to note that appropriated concepts like the, oh gosh, uh, Shemhamfarosh, the Tetragrammaton, were yeah. not used with Jewish con consultation or consent. An anti-Semitic sentiment is clear in certain elements, such as de demonization of the word Barrett. Well then, thank you for reading well, that. Now I'm going to Barrett because it was talking about that. So now we got to read that. Hold up. We got to read that. Everyone is learning something today. Yeah. Exactly. If you are okay with that, of course. Of course. Of course, Max. Okay. I aim to educate. <laughs> the 28th demon of the Goetia, according to both where it says, I have no idea how you say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is known by three different names. Some known him as Baal a possible variation of Baal and or Baal. Among necromancers, he is said to be called Balfri or Balfry. Finally, his name among Jews is said to be Bereth, which Scott renders Berethi or Berethi. He is in yeah. fact a Hebrew word, but it is not connected with anything infernal. In the Hebrew language, it means covenant, and it is used most often to refer to the covenant between God and his chosen people. How exactly this word was made in its way into demonology as the name of a demon is something of a puzzle. Although considering the vast number of Hebrew names, specifically names of God, co-opted by predominantly Christian medieval magicians for their invocations, so many words, this corruption of Berith should not exactly be surprising. <clears throat> Let's see. Talks about what he looks like. Uh, curiously, powers do not seem to include anything particularly connected to Mars. Mm. He is said to turn all metals to gold and confer dignities, speaks on the occult as well as all things concerning the past, present, and future. Said to speak truthfully, but later in the same passage, he is specifically described as a liar. This may be a warning to indicate that he will lie freely unless otherwise compelled by the magician. He is ranked as a great and terrible duke with 26 legions of spirits beneath him, uh, governed by the angel uh, Sashaya. Yeah. In the Munich Handbook, he is a guardian of the East called upon to provoke a cloak of invisibility. Described as one of the 12 principal daemons serving the king of the South, Amaimon. His preferred appearance is that of a knight with two red crowns and a red horse reaffirming his planetary connection with Mars. Uh, powers similarly encompass alchemical transformation and societal influence. All right. So while we were talking about, or, well, while you were reading that, what do you think the um, importance is of UPG, SPG, and VPG within the uh, demonolatry sphere of tiktok look at multiple sources obviously i mean before making an opinion you have to know i i was i've always been huge about um you know fact over belief which of course is very contradicting with you know religion and magic but yeah. at the same time you know that's where like oh uh, 
handle the name demon. It doesn't mean evil because it actually derives from daemon in ancient Greece, meaning replete with wisdom, known as like demigod, not a divine being. Huh? And divine being. And divine being, my bad. And divine being. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just you don't hear one thing on a TikTok video and then call it as that and move on yep. with your life and then say yeah this is this is that like also in regards to the upg thing just because someone's upg does one thing doesn't mean that yours will and also taking everything that one person says as fact and not actually doing it yourself as max was saying like to cross-reference mm-hmm. and to do your own research and such like you need to do that because you know, just because, for example, okay, just for example, um, today, somebody had said that Lord Lucifer likes red. I personally, in my experience, in my UPG, he does not. So, you know, like, that doesn't mean that it's fact. It's going to vary from practitioner to practitioner. He's not much of a red person. I noticed that, too, unless it's, like, roses, but, like. Yeah, or like you're, you know. But no um, red candle. He never wants a red no. candle. And it's actually a thing with Loki. Uh, Loki likes red things. Really? Oh, no, wait, that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense because his hair is red. Um, it's like whenever I had, a- usually with my deities, I asked them what color candle instead of, you know, like going based off of the research that I have gone through. Um, so, you know, you can also do that. Like, instead of just going by the book or going by, you know, what they rule over, like, you know, with Lucifer herbs corresponding to Venus, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. um, you know, so um, in my experience, I would ask them what they want specifically because like i had stated upg is upg unverified personal gnosis which exactly what it is unverified it will be different for everyone so you know there is a collective thing that deities like for almost all daemons almost all daemons like wine and chocolate (laughs) yes and blood (laughs) but of course you know you have to also do your research on the blood thing as well because that is like a commitment a life commitment it's not loosely to be given loosely as if you were giving them a piece of chocolate or candy or you know popcorn like there are are demons that only require um blood offerings and nothing else like mm -hmm. except yeah that's what i was talking about yeah he is also known as the prince of evil so you know like you really got to do your research on these things not just because you saw him in the exorcist and you think it's going to be cool like i've never seen they demand respect and if they don't get it they literally as andras would uh went on a live view and possibly your entire family so you really got to take those precautions yeah, I don't, I don't summon anything. I let them come to me. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. And um, that, that's honestly one of the things I do as well. I don't think I ever will evoke a deity because that's honestly very disrespectful, especially because most of evocation uh, stems from Solomon's magic, which, you know, if you want to work with demons, you got to know what Solomon did so that way you do not offend them. Because if a demon 
thinks that you're going to try and, you know, contain them. And as I was saying earlier, you know, be my guard dog. Like, they're going to knock your shit. They're going to rock your shit. So you really have to do your research on the different types of divinities. And if they're, like, more chill than the other, and again, this is more so UPG-based, but this is going to vary from practitioner to practitioner. Um, For example, with mags, right? If I were to start working with Leviathan, I would have to be on my utmost behavior. But with mags, they have a little bit more of a bond, a closer bond relationship. Um, You know, so it's not going to be like, you know... Huh? I love him. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be like, "Hey, yo, Levi, what's up?" Oh my god, I even feel bad for saying that. But <laughs> you, know, like, you can't do that. Remember, I called him Mister Seabeast once. Oh God, yes, uh, Mister <laughs> And then Lucifer knocked you out. Yeah, that was a fun time. That was a really fun. Time. Ice once said something extremely disrespectful to him, and it was when I was sleep deprived, and I. Oh God, I get scared every time i think about it i don't know how i was unalived right then and there <laughs> let's be so, thankful you weren't that's another tip as well you know you have to be respectful they're not your you know d-a-d-d-y either because i've seen some people to where they're like oh my god like they're so hot and i'm like what you have to be very respectful towards these beings. They're, they literally could wipe you from existence. Like my spell when I, were, I was seven that I was trying to do. But they will actually do it. Don't call them buddy. Don't call them buddy. Oh, yeah. And Lucifer does not like being called Lucy. That is a collective thing. He won't know. That is just majorly disrespectful. Unless he, like, gave you permission for some reason. I mean, like... That's the thing. You have to, like, ask for permission. Like, I've gotten permission to call Lord Leviathan Levi, but very rarely. Mm. Oh, yeah. I feel like if I'm having a conversation with him, I don't want to say Lord Leviathan every five seconds. Exactly, yes. Um, The same thing with Asmodeus as well, because a lot of people call him Asmo, and I'm like... It's kind of a cool name, well, to address him, you know, especially and titles are very, very important yes. to demons. Like, you need to respect their title. <laughs> and just because they're not a lord or a king does not make them any less than either. Yeah, because there's duke, prince, earl, knight, I mean... President. Exactly. Yep. King, we cannot forget king. So... Yeah, I, I feel like king. I see King and Lord. <laughs> king, Lord, Duke, Prince, Earl, President. Oh, and the I, Mar- 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 Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like with this, like more research comes in because I do know for a fact that some demons don't like their title and may prefer to be called Lord or Lady. That's true, yeah. Yes. So, you know, that is respectful. Yes. Yeah. So, like, please, if you're going to be, if you're interested in working with demons, um, please do your research. I mean, that's what we're like telling you to do if you're interested. And spend your time with them. You know, don't only, yes. like, 
spend time with them when you want something from them. It's the same thing as with any other religion. You want to spend time with that divine that you're devoting yourself to. If, if for whatever reason, it's just for a petition, then they wouldn't want, you know, time being spent because you're using them for that petition that you want them for. But if, yeah, if you're working with them, then yes, I would definitely, that is like an offering to them. Definitely. Your time. Yeah. Because you have to think about it. They are ancient beings and we are only alive for this lifetime. Yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? Like your consciousness working with them in this lifetime is more valuable than them being around since primordial days you know like time is very valuable to them because you have a time limit they don't yeah that's what i was trying to say and i I mean if if your work with them is like very valuable like i know excuse me um with you vi you're like a god spouse you've been working with your deities for more than one lifetime so, I mean, if your work with them is very important, they will come back to you in the next lifetime. Correct. You also, so, I would also see this with people as well, because uh, I, I do past life readings. Um, I've seen people who actually get entities that they had a falling out with to see, like, if they were ever going to pick on, like, it's kind of like, um... You know, you have an argument with your friend and your friend pretends like nothing's wrong to see if you're going to address it. You always have to make sure that, like, you don't have any beef with them before, you know, you start um, working with them. It's really difficult to explain, but I've had some people that have come to me. uh, For example, my friend had a falling out with Dionysus in one of their past lives. Um... So whenever they tried reaching out to Dionysus because they had an interest in them um, in this lifetime, Dionysus was like, no. And they had, they were like, well, why? Why don't they like me? And I had discovered that, you know, something had happened in their past life uh, to the fact to where, you know, um, so it also, it just goes down to, you know, like you gotta make sure everything's cool and also respect that they will not like respond to your call all the time. You know? Like yeah. they're not gonna be around you twenty four seven and you know, you can't be dependent on your deities when it comes to mental health things. That's true. Um for example, like, I've seen people say, oh, well, Lucifer's candle didn't stay lit today. Like, I am having a panic attack. Is he leaving me? You're putting human qualities on a divine being and their way of showing, um, I don't want to say emotions. What, what's a good word for it? Um, they feel uh-huh. in a different way than we do. Because yeah. as, as I stated, you know, we put human emotions on these beings and they're like, what? That's why most of the time you can't just be like, yeah, give me a thousand dollars. Okay, well, you're going to get in a car accident the next day and you're going to get your thousand dollars. But <laughs> you have to be very specific, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, you know, 
with that daemon uh, or entity in general because you know some of them are tricksters like uh king belial or king belial um and you know you can really seriously mess up your shit if you ask for the wrong thing or you don't word it correctly yeah <clears throat> so i mean um oh crap what did i want to say um obviously we we touched on like being specific but i'm interested to know like i want to say what do you guys think would be the benefits of um incorporating demonic magic into your witchcraft practice other than just you know plain witchcraft like incorporating deities into your practice what do you think are the bonuses yeah, I agree with that. And definitely, I know that I've been very much more outspoken. Because before all of this, if y'all met me, I would be a completely different person. I was shy. I never spoke. Never stood up for myself. Now I pick fights with people. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I would say... I'm trying to, to think of a good thing because it's a very complex question because, you know, the UPG thing, I guess. Um, yeah. with deity work, some deities don't always have your best intentions in mind at all. That's you know? true. And that's where you, that's part of the test that you take and the risk that you take when doing deity work. Um, but they do teach you lessons things that you didn't even know that you needed lessons on um are working on there's some things that i've done with shadow work that have unlocked memories that i've never thought of before um like since it's happened and honestly if i didn't start the deity work with the deities that i started with like i don't know where i would be i would probably like mags was saying you know like very shy, outspoken, just being in the background, letting people walk all over me and, you know, use me. And I'm not like that anymore. They do give you a very big sense of, and you again, going back to you should not depend on your deities either for this, and you should not use them for a power trip either. But they do lend you that hand. And it is not to be mistaken, because most of the time, deity work is just business for the most part but that's not always the case because yeah. some people just refuse to believe that deities leave them um you know but there's always that i taught you everything that i can and you know i'm gonna make room for someone else to teach you something else so you have to have that sense of, I can't depend on them i'm thankful for what they're doing and you know have that in mind when you start working with them that there is an end to everything for the most part some of them do stay with you throughout your lifetime or for a couple of years but it's still there's that risk that they can also still take a step back and you have to be ready for that um so although it is sometimes rainbows and butterflies and we do the healing and the deep trauma work or empowering ourselves or taking back our power from people, um, 
there's also that risk of it being stripped away once they leave because you feel that a human emotion of abandonment or rejection and you have to decipher between the business relationship and you know like it being oh god i don't i don't know how to word things so you can say there's like um there are cases where it is strictly like a partnership it's a business partnership and in more rare or like lesser known i guess um you could say that it's more than a like business arrangement it's a partnership on a deeper level like with god spousing and uh with patrons it's more than just a business arrangement it is you working on an active relationship that you would with like a friend who has more power than you. I'm not saying that demons are friends, but I'm saying that your partnership with that spirit might be less formal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going back to saying as well with like, like I have said, like I can't start working with Leviathan and just be like, Hey, yo dog, like what's up slippery boy. And you know, I probably would get smited right then and there. But if it were Mags, like, yeah, I'm not he's... saying Mags can do it either, but they okay, have a much know. more he's... deeper bond and relationship to the point and, and um, the devotional work, you know? Yeah, um, I... So it would be more appropriate to crack jokes rather than to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have known him and hey, technically, what? I've technically been working with Lord Leviathan since I was 13 because that's when I met him. And I would do trauma work with him. Every time stuff was like happening in school, I was, I have this very specific story that I love telling to this day. Um, I was sitting on my bed and I was crying my eyes out and I felt somebody physically sit next to me and put their arm around me. And it was him. And it was the coolest thing ever. Terrifying, but cool. (laughs) So we we do have a very, very close relationship because that's uh, that's seven years because I'm 20 now. So that's seven years of like actively being with him and getting to know him. It's it's an underrated thing working with deities because like obviously you don't have to work with a deity to be a witch. It's not necessary. But deity work is it's underrated like you have a bond with a spirit that you know will help you heal from traumas and you know obviously you they benefit from your arrangement as well in some way so I feel like it's it's underrated but sometimes it's overrated as well I think everyone should at least give it a try at some point Because who knows? I mean, I know there are some people who are like, no, I'm not going to do any deity work whatsoever because I have no interest in it. But I think they should, like, at least try, like, maybe for a week or something. Like, if someone ends up coming up to them, be like, yeah, okay, we'll try for a week. We'll do, like, a trial because I want to expand my practice and I want to experience this. Like, I don't know. Because I think it's really important to experiment and broaden your perspective mm-hmm. or your magic. Yeah. 
I I agree. And that might stem from religious trauma. You know, that's maybe mm-hmm. why they don't want to. And they feel like that disappointment if for whatever reason, you know. Yeah. They are, yeah. Because it's also true, you know, like if you do reach out or worship a deity, not necessarily daemons, because daemons, in my experience, at least my UPG, they don't like being worshipped. Um, they honestly, in my opinion, daemons kind of see you as your equal like they will walk beside you instead of you being behind them they'll get offended if you walk behind them like they want the equal relationship um mm. but basically uh to say, if you reach out to a deity as i was saying earlier like sometimes they won't answer that call and it goes back down to the religious trauma of you know like why wasn't the Christian God or like whatever religion that you originally stem from that you have religious, religious trauma from. So, um, I have found that they answer things a lot quicker. Yes. Yes. So quickly. It's crazy. Like, remember Vi? not even 24 hours later, I texted you and I was like, so yes, that, Oh, geez it's it's a different experience and i know that it sometimes is scary for some people but another important thing that i wanted to add on uh to that is you cannot throw deities away mm-hmm. for another one not cool it's just because one's trendy right now on witch talk like hades for example is blowing up everywhere on my for you page oh, at least he's always been blowing up Yes. I so, know that was for two weeks. He was cool. <laughs> really Hades is cool. Gloria Regali. It's like one of his favorite songs. Oh my gosh. I oh, still yeah. play that often. From Game of Thrones. Oh. Yeah. No, we can call that shit personal noses. No, just for them not to be disrespectful towards deities, like... Uh, for instance, in my case, I know someone who was working with Aphrodite, and they found found out that Freya was reaching out, and they completely took down Aphrodite's altar disrespectfully, mm. and, you know, you can't break that contract, because most of the time with deity work, it is somewhat of a contract. You get the benefit of healing or you know glamour magic or then them teaching and for exchange of your devotion offerings and you know whatever else they want from you and if you just break it off out of nowhere for another deity like you know you gotta don't be get really offended because if not it may come to bite you back in the ass yeah their teachings and blessings are an absolute honor to experience so like I've seen some people to where, like, I'll tell them, like, oh, Odin's reaching out to you. And they're like, ew, okay, I guess. Like, that's not who I wanted. And I'm like, Do you what? know who you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, ugh, people just really need to take this more seriously rather than, you know, oh, well, I have 50 deities and, you know, I don't even want to say this next part. Aphrodite, I'm so sorry, but Aphrodite said she was prettier than me. And like, or, or, you know what I mean? I, I said it wrong, yeah. but I don't know what I mean. Yeah, I, I, um, get, it, man. I get it. I ain't even saying that out loud. <laughs> um, or the correct way, I should say. So, you know, like, 
they're not Pokemon. They're not here for your entertainment, as we had already discussed. Most of the time, it is business-related, unless, you know, like, um, uh, Eclectic was saying, like, if you have past lives with them and you've been devoted to them in, the, in, you know, the past, most of the time it transfers if they see that, you know, it's worth it. Um, I also firmly believe that deities know the mistakes that you are going to make before you make them. Therefore, even if you do make the mistakes, um, they know about it. And it's important to also know that they're not going to smite you to if you breathe the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Like, they understand that we make mistakes. Now, like as I was saying, like, if you throw them away and are completely disrespectful and, you know, oh, well, you know, I'd rather work with Persephone rather than Aphrodite. They're just going to be like, okay, well, heck you too. Bye. <laughs> oh, you know, you can't do that. That's a deity 101 thing, in my opinion, like the basics that you should know. Yeah. And, like, a lot of deity work is, as you said, being a spiritual lawyer for yourself. You have to accept the terms. And sometimes you can add something in that you know that the deity might want, like, an extra offering. Like, I know for Hecate, she, I used to give her, like, a ritual a month every month on the new moon. Um, so you could add, like, an extra something on the full moon that you think they might like. And sometimes they might return the favor with giving you some extra blessings, but it's a lot of being a spiritual lawyer for yourself. Yes, definitely. To summarize, a spiritual lawyer for yourself, you know, please do that. Research is important when doing demonic work. Um, Titles, we can never forget titles and rankings. Appropriation. Let's not appropriate. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Um, know the cultures where specific daemons came from and, you know. Aspects. I feel like yes. a lot of people miss the point of researching the mythology. Yeah. You got to know the, the origin and Take how they came to be the who they are. Too, because it was not written by that deity some of it is biased you know because it was man-made or written by man or humankind i guess just to say because you know like the bible (laughs) yeah (laughs) also speaking about titles don't give yourself one for a deity if they do not give it to you themselves i am queen mahogany magpie the third of so and so deity all powerful dragoness <laughs> oh my gosh like, I, you I, can't be a high priest to like 50 deities just cause you, you want to be it's you know I think that it's disrespectful that people give themselves that title like the deity should or bring it up to them so yes you know, like, you can't just be like, I'm a high priestess for... Who's polar opposites? Who's polar opposites? Uh, let's see. Um, Leviathan and Asmodeus. I was looking more so like Athena and Medusa. Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, let's go with Athena and Medusa. 
I was just like, <laughs> you know, don't do that because, you know, a lot of people on Witch Talk do that. And sometimes the deities get really pissed off at that because they're like, what? Since when? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I saw, like, someone followed me recently. And in this person's bio, they added High Priestess and Demi Goddess oh. in their bio. Oh, my gosh. Like, when when did we start with this trend of, like, this deity is my actual father, I am now a demigod or demigoddess of them? Like, when did that start becoming a thing? That's where, like, some of the tests are. Those are, like, ego tests. Oh, my letting, gosh. Letting them know, like, hey, this is your place. You're not this. So I'm going to test you and say that you are this. <laughs> That and can we also just something? Um, don't always take what the gods tell you to heart. Sometimes that is. Best. I'm doing that right now. Remember, Vi? Like that, I would ask them like for a certain something, and they'll be like, "No, this is not going to happen." And I'll be like, "You know what? No, this is my life, and I want this to happen." And then I'd get such a positive card right after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. For example, I've seen some people to where the gods have told them, you know, like, they're stepping down. Like, I don't know if y'all remember that, where, like, Hades apparently had told these devotees, oh, I'm stepping down and y'all are going to be the new ones. Like, that's a test. Either that or trickster. Like, sometimes they do that. They will test you to be like, are they going to believe me because I'm a god? Or are they going to actually be like, oh, well, that's not true. Like... Yeah. And like the work. From my experience, I think like I have been told that if you were part of a certain group or culture in a past life, you can still practice that in this life. Like if you were part of a voodoo community, you can practice voodoo in this life even if you are of European descent. I'm not sure what I think about that though. But like I have from experience, a spirit from a culture that I was not initiated into has approached me and said, like, hey, I'm interested in this. But, you know, that was a test to see if my ego would get in the way of me, like, maybe wanting to be part of that culture. So, like, if a spirit approaches you from a culture that you are not initiated into, please don't actually try and be part of that. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you guys yeah. think of that? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes deities can cancel out each other as well. Because, and when I say this, I mean, I've seen some people to where they work with Santa Muerte, Kali Ma, and uh, what was the other one that they were working with? Yaga. And it's just like... Uh, That's... Mm-mm. That's a lot of archetypes right there. <laughs> yeah. Especially because, like, that's what I mean by cancel each other out. Like, you can't do that. And wh- it's not to be gatekeepy, but it's literally, like... You need to know your place. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, well, I have 50... Again, like, I have 50 deities reaching out to me. You have the right to say no. Respectfully. But you don't have to work with all of them from every single different pantheon. And I'm not saying that you can't cross pantheons. You can definitely do that. But if you're going to work with Santissima, right? 
you have to know a little bit about Brujeria, which is where they come from. And, you know, like the cultures that they come from. Kalima is from, I believe, Hinduism, correct? Yeah. Yes. And Baba Yaga is Slavic. So, you know, like, you got to make sure that they're not conflicting with each other because of, you know, those religions and such. Are they called religious? No. Cultures? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So one last thing from my side before we end this thing. Um, So Mags, this was inspired by your um, The Conjuring 3 post, which I actually finished watching today. Oh Um, my gosh. Yeah, you inspired me to watch that movie and it was not bad. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't it wasn't a bad movie. I'm gonna be honest. I do like number two more. But it's not a bad movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I had to sit there. No, so Valak actually wasn't a nun. They are a demon, but they are not evil and you know, that whole thing. Which led me to explain to them that not all demons are Well, yeah, and especially when they like walk into that basement and it's like, you know, stuff of Baphomet and go Satan and it's just like Gosh, I was so so unbelievably offended on quite a few scenes, but at the same time, I was also laughing like this is ridiculous. Yes, and like that part where Ed and Lorraine Warren were like, "We've seen this in quite a few satanic witch practices. They do this often," and I'm I've just been laughing for the past five minutes. Don't Mm -hmm. get me started on like their animal sacrifices. Oh my! Oh, oh no! Yeah. So um, it led me to it's have to explain. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yes, but we can say that if you make a promise to a demon, we can say that if you make a promise to a demon and you do not fulfill that promise, there will be some form of backlash. Oh, obviously. And depending on the demon, it will cost your life. Yeah, it may cost sure. your life. Yes. So don't go make promises, kids. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> and that's also what makes it so special. So, for example, um, Mags, I don't know if you still talk about the high priestess work or not. I don't because I'm like working on it and I don't want to like preach it too much. Yeah. Know? Well, the, the only reason why I say is because that's, first of all, that's a very high ranking. Yeah. And if you start that work with that deity, you can't just blow it off and just be like, no, 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 I'm like, I mean, yeah, you can't. But once you get initiated into that and you just like change your mind, yeah, that's when it will possibly cost your life because you made that oath. Like you can't basically yeah. be an oath breaker. And that's to any pantheon. Once yeah. you have an oath to a deity, that's for life. Like you really got to know what you're getting into. The last part of the episode ended up not being recorded. We basically just went around and telling everyone where they can find us each individually. So I will do that now. You can find Mags on TikTok under Mahogany Magpie. You can find Vi on TikTok and Instagram under Infernalis.Vipera. And you can find me on Instagram and TikTok as well under Eclectic.Occultist. If you are interested in purchasing a reading from an incredibly gifted reader, Vi sells tarot and oracle readings through her Instagram. So if you are interested in purchasing a reading, go ahead and message her there. Her price list is also listed on her Instagram. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode, and I hope you all have a great day.